Hey guys, if you're new here, just so you know, this is the Headstrong Podcast, and I am your host, Danielle Mills Walden. This is a place that you can come every single week to be motivated, inspired, and pushed to reach your best. Each week I have on special guests, whether they be pro athletes, entrepreneurs, business owners, C-suite executives, or everyday people just like you and I, because at the end of the day, Everybody's got struggles, everybody's got a story, and everybody has the means to tell their story so people can learn. But in order for this show to run and to be a success, it involves you. So make sure that you are interacting with us, answer our polls, answer our questions, and make sure that you are going by Spotify and Apple Podcasts and liking and rating the episodes. This makes a huge difference and allows us to get seen and be put on different platforms and get exposure so that we can bring you more amazing content. So with that, let's get into the show. Hey guys, I'm super excited for this episode because you're going to get to meet my friend, one of my bridesmaids, Ciara Brown. And Sierra and I go way, way back, back to Tampa when we met each other when we were both in college at University of South Florida. But she has come so far and is doing so many amazing things. Just a couple things I want to mention. Ciara is the CEO and founder of The Diamond Hanger, which is a vintage store that is doing incredible. And she is just really revolutionizing what it means to be a vintage company and a vintage brand. So I won't give away any more. Let's get into this conversation with Ciara. This podcast is sponsored by J Lux Label. Ladies, have you ever wanted to make sure that whatever outfit that you put on, somebody's going to stop you and ask you, oh my goodness, I love that, where did you get it? Well, you definitely have to check out JLUX Label. Their unique, one-of-a-kind pieces are phenomenal when it comes to that because everything that they make is so specific and so nice, and it really does look great if you are a taller person. I'm actually 5'10", 5'11", myself, and all of their outfits just fit me so well because they're long enough. And it's really a struggle to find things that are long and that really fit great. So definitely check out JLUX Label. Two different ways you can do this. You can go to jluxlabel.com and see their newest collection of amazing pieces that they have. Or you can get the app that's just JLUX Label and you can have it on your phone and you have access to, access to that as well. But make sure you use my code HEADSTRONG for 20% off any full price regular item that they have. 20% off. That's unheard of. So use my code HEADSTRONG for 20% off. I promise you, you're going to look awesome in your newest JLUX label outfit. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So we should kind of dive into like how we know each other. How did we meet? Okay. Where did that all start? So it goes like way back, right? All the way back to, mm -hmm. to Tampa days. Yeah. So we met back in college when I was a freshman and you were a junior. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so crazy to think about. I know. Yeah, I still remember the first time I met you, you walked into Champion, what was it called? Champions Walk? What was that? Like our diner that where we would eat? Oh, 
I can't remember the chant name of it. Bowls of jam, or wait, what is it? I don't know. I can't. It, it was like our cafeteria, and you like walked yeah. in, and I was like, oh my gosh, she looks kind of like me. I need Aww. to be her friend. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Danny like took me under the wing right away. She was like, "You're not talking to no guys. Just no. focus on, focus on what you got, what you came here to do." Yeah, literally, you're like yeah. a big sister to me. You've always been that way, though. No, I appreciate that because I don't have any siblings. I appreciate that. Yeah, she was like, "You're not gonna talk to nobody." She's like, "Come here." Yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, Danny definitely took me under her wing when I got to USF as a freshman. You were a junior. I was a junior. I feel like the thing I regret the most, which it's not in my control, is that I only got like one year with you. Yeah. And then I was like done and I like left college and started doing like my own thing. And then like you stayed, I think, did you say one more year and then you transferred? I, yeah, just, I stayed there for two years and then I transferred. So like, I feel like where I missed out the most is like what happened like after I left. Oh, like I felt like I didn't know what was going <laughs> on because like I started getting into like, well, I was still playing tennis at the time and I was traveling and doing a bunch of stuff, but I knew that you were there. And then that's when you kind of got your start in, in your business. Can you mm -hmm. kind of like talk about how did that even come about? Yeah. Where did that come from? Cause I, I'm actually really intrigued because that's the part I don't know. Like I know, <laughs> but I know, but I don't know all the details. Well, when I was at USF, um, my mom was like, oh, like you need to do some spring cleaning and like get rid of some of your you know old clothes and I had like some like designer gowns from prom and like just a whole bunch of expensive stuff that we had set to the side and she was like I don't know what you want me to do with these she's like I'm probably gonna have a garage so I was like no don't sell them for five dollars <laughs> I was like I'll figure it out or whatever so you know growing up my mom always like would have garage sales and she was always like it was just for fun in Colorado that's where I grew up so we were always you know, just like selling our clothes for fun. And like, you know, I was like super entrepreneurial, like just mm -hmm. growing up in general, my sister and I would like, you know, even at a very, very young age, we would go to like the 99 cent store and like resell stuff out of our garage, like pencils. Really? And, yeah. <laughs> no, for real. Like you guys would go get pencils and then like flip it in like the garage. So yeah. So my next door neighbor um, had like, she was like kind of fostering this girl and she would pay me to watch her. Mm. or take her to the park like literally every day I would like go walk her to the park and we would play for a few hours because her mom wasn't around and I was really young I must have been like 12 or something wow but she <laughs> would just like yeah can you just like take her to the park or whatever and I'm like yeah and she would give me $20 every time I would go take her to the park and I was like oh my gosh $20 can buy me like so, so many things <laughs> So I would literally take that $20 and go to the 99 cent store, which was like down the street. Mm. And then my sister, I would like buy my sister a bunch of like random stuff. I would buy a bunch of random stuff. You know how the pens, like the glitter pencils yeah. and then like the slinkies yeah. and all of that stuff. And all the kids would like come to our garage. And then we had like this cash register, like my sister and I, and we would like price like each pen would be or like a dollar. You know what I mean? So you're making bank. <laughs> Yeah, it was so much fun. Um, but yeah, all the kids would like come in on their like razor scooters and stuff. And then we would be like, oh yeah, here's the pencil section, slinky section. And you remember like the plastic chairs? Yes. Yes, we used to sell those. <laughs> but they were a dollar and like, mm -hmm. they, it was just like so fun. So that was like always how it was. And then, yeah, so like getting into college, you know, I played volleyball in college, you played tennis. And then 
my mom was like, yeah, like get rid of your clothes. And I was just like, well, like, I'm not going to sell them at the garage sale for $5. So I started looking up online, like, you know, how to like get clothes, like how to sell them. And eBay was like the person that popped up. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, started like listing my prom dress. I just like threw them on the bed and like took a picture of them. And then like, before you knew it, I had like 30 items online and um, I was transferring to San Diego State. So I was like, oh, my mom, I sold those jeans. Like grandma bought them for me, like on sale, like some Miss Me jeans that were regular $100, yeah. but we would get all the bargains in the store. And <laughs> I think my grandma bought them for me for like $40 on sale. And then um, I sold them for like 60 and I was like, wow, I made more money than I had bought them for. And they're used like, Mm -hmm. this is, I was like getting to it. So then I started just shooting everything. And um, yeah, while I was in college, I was just like, ding, like, you know how like the eBay thing, every time you think of sales, like cha-ching or whatever. And I was like, dude, I was like making all this extra side money in college. And then that's when they like sparked in my head. I was like, wow, growing up, I saw like so many designer things in my neighborhood because growing up in Colorado in the suburbs like there's all these like big houses and we would always go to those garage sales so yeah basically I would just go there and I would like always see like true religion jeans or something like that for five dollars but I couldn't buy them because they didn't fit me mm-hmm. and then it just like it just like sparked something in my head I was like wow all those items I could have just would have put them on eBay and made like you know 50 to 100 off of them so this started even when you were still at USF. This is when you like first started listing and, and starting to sell stuff, but it was initially just your stuff. Yeah, at first it was just my stuff. And I, then it just like, you know, once the money started coming in, I was like, okay. You know, I was making <laughs> a few thousand dollars on the side, literally in college. While still playing D1 volleyball. Yeah, but it was like, it was just for fun. Like it wasn't even like the money for me. I just like love, I mean, I like, I like making money obviously, but it was more like the like, I don't know I thought it was like so cool like yeah I was just like wow like this is easy and like you know and then I just started getting better and better and I was like all right no more taking pictures of stuff on my bed now I'm gonna put them on the wall on a hanger and then from there just like gradually just built and honestly like I had no idea it was gonna build up to what it is now and where it's going it's like so crazy that it was like all in my in God's plan you know what I mean yeah no it's amazing because you know a lot of athletes when they you know, graduate or they stop playing the sport, they don't mm-hmm. know what to do next. And yeah. I think it's so cool that like, while you were playing, you started doing something that I'm sure you didn't think was going to be your future. Like, I'm yeah, sure you, and I remember all. like, we would talk about this. I mean, you were a freshman, but you're like, I don't really know what I want to do. Yeah. And I think it's so cool that you, you know, you graduated, you did mm-hmm. your four years of volleyball, but then you already were like, at that point, after your senior year, were you thinking like, at that point, like this could be a business for me, or were you like still kind of unsure well I knew that I was like making good money from it and it was really crazy like no one really knew that I was doing that like I would literally be like in between like classes or something or even in my free time like I didn't really go out or anything I was just always like at home like listing stuff and like making money like I didn't really care to like go anywhere in San Diego so no one knew it was going on really Mm. so what like it was kind of like a secret too because I was like I'm not gonna tell anyone you know um I was like I'm not gonna tell anybody that I'm like reselling all this stuff like that was before maybe it became like a big thing like yeah it's no so big it's now, still but it's I mean, still new though yeah, but I feel true. like it's just because you know now all of a sudden we're like worried about global warming and you know our planet which is amazing that it took so long to get come. to this point yeah <laughs> literally but it's so important that people are like educated on like recycling and things like that because it really does affect our environment and it costs so much money 
and water resources and things like that to produce, you know, anything in mm-hmm. fast fashion. So, you know, and the quality of the clothes are so much better back then too. No, for sure. Can you kind of explain to our audience who may not understand like what fast fashion is? Well, basically fast fashion is just things that are mass produced, um, you know, in other countries mainly, and it's polluting our air. So bad. And the, you know, a lot of it is made like from like out of plastic particles. Mm -hmm. And so when we go to like get rid of a fast fashion item, it's going, it's like, it's, there's no way to basically like properly recycle it. Yeah. There's just no way that like, we have to get rid of, we have to burn the fabric or whatever, but then all the chemicals that that product is made with are going into our air, going Mm -hmm. into our water. And then once it goes into the water, um, our animals are Mm -hmm. consuming it. And that's like, that's, what's really sad about it. So it's like, you know, even like from the shrimp that are like bottom feeders, and then, you know, we have, you know, all the animals that are going to eat the shrimp and, and then it, it goes into going. our fish and then, you know, the, the everything. And it's really sad because then that leads to cancer and, you know, of course, all kinds of other things. Um, and then we're consuming it. So mm-hmm. I think I read that like every, like a day, um, what every day so, um, we, sorry so I think I read that every day we each consume the total pl- amount of plastic of a credit card yeah oh I yes did you Isn't see that, that terrifying like think about like after a month like a month's worth of credit cards like that's like how much up. plastic is in our body and all that chemical is in our bodies so it's just something to be more mindful about you know like just doing simple things like recycling and even just more like you know what I mean just more of buying not necessarily everything has to be fast fashion there definitely needs to be some pieces that we have to purchase right you know brand new but definitely being more mindful even the fabrics that you're wearing and stuff like that so that's what a lot of our customers are like coming to us for because they're like wow like you guys have great quality clothes because everything was you know back then was made so much better and um yeah, great quality. So if it's if it was made in the 80s, 90s, or even the two, early 2000s, most of it is not considered fast fashion. And that's true. the way that it was made was just so much better. So yeah, people are just like, so like hyped that they don't have to pay $900 for a Prada shirt or something like that, that's made really well. And it's not fast fashion, mm-hmm. but it still looks the same, feels the same. It's the same quality fabric that we use now and charge, you know, way more money for. Yeah. That's a really, really great point because a lot of people don't think about like what they're buying and what the impact is on the environment. And like when you, obviously like your roots started with eBay and that's kind of like where you started like rising the ranks and getting like really big. Can you talk to us a little bit about that experience of when you were like tapped for the rising star or different things like that? Like, did you think that that was going to happen or you just were like head down just like going and then all of a sudden people started recognizing it I literally was like so low-key I still am very low-key I like to keep my life very private and I don't like to talk about I don't know why like if I know you and I'm like comfortable with you then I'll talk about like my business and stuff but I don't normally unless I like get interviewed or something I don't really like talk much about it but um yeah like when I was in college I was, you know, doing all this reselling, whatever. And then within like six months, like my store had like 
3,000 items in it or something. That's insane. Yeah. Because, like, to even <laughs> think about having that many items, but then also replenishing those items because people every day, like, I remember being with you and, like, I'm hearing that ching sound. I'm like, you're like, oh, I'm selling yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because you were looking at thrift stores in, yeah. in Miami at the time. And I'm like, whoa, like, you're having to, like, replenish what you're selling. And, like, that's never ending. Yeah, for sure. And I was literally just running around, like, buying stuff from literally everywhere. And I, like, mapped out, like, all of San Diego. Because I was like, all right, I'm going to get the best thrift stores. And I like, figured out where. And, like, I had, like, you know, spreadsheets, like, organized. And I ended up, yeah, being able to, like, curate so much inventory. And, yeah, constantly replenishing. And then I had my first employee. Mm. And that was really interesting because I was so young. Yeah. And, like, I had to learn how to, like, be a manager or like yeah. just you know put somebody on a schedule and tell someone what to do in a nice way but and they're like, getting paid to do it yeah and pay <laughs> someone and like I learned so much early early on that I'm so grateful for now that I can you know apply to my like you know new employees don't have to deal with how I was like I was so amateur but I learned so much and now like you know I'm ready to you know blossom out but yeah so back then circling back around yeah um, I feel like we, I keep going off track a little bit but okay. circling back around to you know um going like right out so I hired my first employee I um yeah I had my business like out of my house 3,000 items then I ended up getting a warehouse and then like a couple months in like eBay had reached out because they saw how well the store was doing and they were like oh like we're doing um we're featuring you know eBay's young entrepreneur so every well actually this was only the second year they had done it so they it was called the eBay shine awards mm -hmm. and this was the second year and this year they had like five categories which one of them was like young entrepreneur of the year you know just all different cool categories and I was like oh I'm definitely gonna apply for the eBay young entrepreneur award and I think I was like 22 yeah. about 22 and I just graduated I got my warehouse and I was just like so grateful like I was like wow I have my own warehouse and employees like I thought that was so cool and still I was so quiet about it like no one even knew like even <laughs> even when I because I was technically still in school because oh. when I had transferred from USF to San Diego State they said I was like one year behind so I was still in school and they were like oh well you need to have a job like at the school they're like you need to have a job my coach was like you need to do something for the school like me and I was like dude I have a whole I was like I have a business at home they're like really like let me look it up so I'm like sending my eBay store I'm like oh this is cool and I was like yeah like I'm not gonna work yeah, for I'm you guys job. at the at the office and help you do paperwork I'm sorry like I'm making money over here and I don't know they probably didn't think take it that seriously but I was just like they don't even know and I don't care that Who they cares? don't know what I got going on yeah <laughs> So anyways, I got this warehouse and then yeah, I applied for the eBay Young and then they like contacted me back and they're like, you're in the finalist, like top three. And it was crazy because there's like millions of sellers. Yeah, that's a and big deal. Like, that's so cool. So then from there, it was like voting. People had to choose like who they wanted. So it was really cool. Like they put us on the Today Show. They, I don't know, I traveled a lot. I spoke at a lot of different conferences um and then I ended up like winning the eBay Young Entrepreneur Award which was really awesome that's incredible it was awesome it was an amazing experience um and I got to meet so many amazing like other entrepreneurs like that were like me mm -hmm. and that were like so low-key and just like doing stuff like out of their house because a lot of people don't realize like there's some big baller entrepreneurs out there and like yeah. they're doing stuff literally in their house and it was so cool to like be able to all like be in the same room and be like wow like you do that too like that's so cool right and 
you know, because we're not like on Instagram posting every day, the hustle and the grind. Like we're just at home doing our, our thing and people don't really see that. So we're not, you know, we're like more worried about like all the, like, you know, all the money that's coming in and managing it and figuring out like how to, you know, where, where to go from there. So, yeah. And it's not always that pretty either. Like, I don't want to take videos of me, like packaging all these orders and like stuff literally everywhere. Like, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Like what's some of the sides of it that people would like not understand or not know, like, is there any like misconceptions of like having to do this like every day as a reason? It's, it's still, it's, it's really a lot tough. of work. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think people, cause like, you it know, so it's cool. awesome. Yeah, it is cool, honestly, but that's just what we show, you know, and I feel yeah. like that's every brand, like what we put out, like in terms of content is like the prettiest side of it. Cause mm -hmm. we want you, you're going to wear the clothes and look good. So we're going to show you how you're going to look good in the clothes, but we don't show you like what it took to get the item. Mm -hmm. So now my sister does like all the buying for my store. So she's out like buying like thousand, like we're buying 1500 pieces a month about yeah. So we have to curate everything. And I make sure like, you know, there's a lot of vintage stores that they just get bulk clothing and then they just put everything on the floor. But like, I make sure that we pick out every single piece like individually. So she's gotten it down. It took us a year for her to figure out, like for us to like curate what exactly we wanted to sell and have an eye and understand what is true vintage before we go and like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, go buy it and like you know do all the work for it but yeah every piece is work we have to find it <clears throat> we have to find it we have to um like take tags off of it we have to steam it we have to prep it we have to sort categories so every week that's what we're doing we're we're buying we're prepping we're steaming we're shooting shooting like yeah and then while we're shooting somebody is so there's a photographer there's the model and then we have someone that's like packaging the items up and then we put them so that they're already ready to ship before um so somebody we don't buy them yeah so uh, when someone buys them they're already like we number them so it's like number 5340 whatever um so ready to go yeah it's like put into a plastic bag uh, and then we put it in a bin. And then when we go, like, go look for the number, then we go ship it out. But yeah, and then we're shipping three times a week, which is like also takes a long time. It, it, like it takes eight, like it takes two people five hours. So that's also like a lot of work. But it's you know every item takes time, and people don't understand that. It's like fast fashion; they can just you know take it, shoot it, small, medium, large, extra large a hundred dollars a piece like and I I love that concept too but I'm like but it's also cool that everything is so unique mm -hmm. and like not everyone wants to look the same so I'm like I also like that aspect of like my business because I'm like we're recycling and like making people like look super unique and people that are like super trendy in fashion like really understand and know vintage and I love that because I'm like it's so special like if you really understand it and I really didn't learn it until you know like what like two years ago we yeah. really just started selling vintage because I started selling designer clothes actually yeah I was hoping that you were going to talk about that like your pivot from the designer yeah. to deciding to do vintage and making that like mm -hmm. your niche yeah for sure so when I was um at San Diego State like initially we were selling the designer stuff and yeah a lot of it <laughs> yeah and I was just like I learned literally every designer name so every time I came across something I was like oh that's worth a hundred. That's worth 200. Like, you know, and that's what I was buying. But then um, my sister was like, you should get into vintage. I was like, what is vintage? Like, I had no idea. 
And I was coming across every day, but I literally had no idea. She's like, well, it will say like made in the USA. And she's like, it's truly from the 1970s. Like people don't understand that concept either. Cause I'll be mm. like, it's vintage. They're just like, oh, like old reuse. Like they don't understand that concept. And typically it's like the last, like anything older than 20 years that's mm. considered vintage. But um, yeah, like she was like anything from the 1970s. So then I started had to like learn the fabrics that were from the 1970s, the stitching, the, you know, bell bottoms, like the styles. So then when you go see something like, oh, that was made from the 1970s or this is the 80s, like big shoulders, small waist, the buttons. Um, yeah, all that stuff. And then, you know, that little made in the USA tags. There's just a lot of stuff. Then Y2K, you can just tell by the cuts and the fabrics and all of that. So my sister was like, get into vintage. Like, and I was like, okay. So I just started like putting stuff aside. So anyways, yeah, I, we were just like selling at Melrose Trading Post sometimes. Like we were doing, we were killing it there, but it was just so much work, like bringing the clothes there and like setting up the racks, like fall over and blow in the wind or whatever. Then COVID happened. And then I was like, you know what, we're going to put all this stuff online, all the vintage stuff. Cause I still had my designer stuff, my designer okay. store. But we had started this vintage thing. We were doing all these vintage fashion expos and all that stuff and really just learning it. But um, yeah, that was the pivot into the vintage. And then once we we went online, like last, like it's only been like a little bit over a year Wow, That's with the vintage stuff. Yeah. And the vintage stuff is just like, it's doing so well. I'm so grateful. I love it. And it's like, it's so much fun. Like, it's not just like boring, not, not to say like designer clothes are boring, but it's a little bit more fun than just like a typical like designer dress, like just a simple like, oh, here's a green Versace, you know, gown or whatever, um, or whatever it is. But I like that it's like, oh, this is a cool acid wash jean jacket with the studs and the painting and the embroidery. And then people like get so excited when they they see the piece that they're like, oh my God, this is so cool. Because they know like the chance <laughs> of somebody else having that piece is so rare. Yeah. It's from so long ago. Mm-hmm. And even back then they may not have even mass produced it. No, seriously. So, yeah. And you you were mentioning like a lot of vintage stuff has made in USA. Is that because back then they weren't like outsourcing to like the Philippines yeah. and China yet? Yeah, exactly. Oh, so then I like, don't have anything vintage yet. I need to buy stuff from your store. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna put you on. These yes. earrings are vintage. Oh, they're so they're cool. so cool. So like look at the details and stuff yeah like and it, everything is just like they put so much work and like time and like really you know like they just spent so much time like with their hands on everything and made sure everything was like you know beautifully stitched and mm-hmm. made which is like crazy but you'll you'll tell like once you start like getting into vintage like you can tell by the fabric and you'll tell it lasts forever I mean the clothes that we're selling are like what 40 50 some some of them like 30 40 50 years old and like you would never know like and all of our stuff is like in really great condition which is crazy so you know but think about it like most of the time we only wear our stuff like not that many times no and that's because we've been conditioned to say like oh if I wear this once I posted <laughs> in it I'm not wearing it again and yeah then, well there's some things but, but like, back then they they probably weren't but like we are selling more formal stuff so I feel like that was the case so like these gowns and stuff were probably worn for events and things like that. But even if they were one, worn multiple times, like they're still in great condition because the fabric and like the way that they were made, they're just like so much better. And I know that if I go put this dress in the washer a couple of times, I'm not going to sleep either. <laughs> yeah, that's so true because our stuff today, like you can barely wear it over and over and over again because it yeah. just falls apart literally in your literally. hands like so much forever 21 stuff we've had in the past like you wore it one time mm-hmm. and then it's just like psh, <laughs> just 
like brands so twenty one, like their vintage is fire. Is it really? They have the they fire. Have their, is basically their vintage. Like they basically are taking new stuff and making it look like vintage. No, no. This I'm talking about the true vintage Forever Twenty One. They have true. There's oh, vintage like, Forever Twenty One. Yeah, Forever Twenty One like started like way back in the day. I forgot exactly what year. Really? I think it was like the eighties. Yeah, they started in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So anything that. that was like made back then, just in general, is still like is great quality. So like the Forever Twenty One from back then, like it's made so well, so much better than today. Because I know like mm-hmm. today they have a vintage section of their store, and I'm like, but oh. they say it's there's like Forever Twenty One vintage, but it's like it's the vintage inspired. That's what I'm thinking. Like it's just there's the a style. difference between stuff looking like it's vintage and actually being mm-hmm. vintage exactly and that's what people have to be able to decipher because it's not it's not true vintage but I feel like we're getting into that like we're making so many things I see so many people like trying to you know learn more and like I really just think like millennials and the gen z's are like on top of it like mm-hmm. we're we're all like oh okay I get it and once you do get it I feel like you'll make more of a conscious effort or when you go to like a flea market or something you're like okay this is vintage you know what I mean and so I'm excited about the future of it and I'm glad that I was able to get into it so early because now I like really understand it and I feel like okay as I go like I can make more of an impact and yeah moving forward hopefully with the store I know we're going to talk a lot about that and what's coming in the future, but I want to make sure we also dive into, um, you know, throughout your journey, you've rapidly excelled. Oh, Oh, that's my dad. Sorry. It's okay. Okay. We've like rapidly excelled and had a lot of success, but I'm sure there were times where there were like some obstacles or you did experience some adversity. Like, can you maybe talk to our audience about like something that happened that you had to kind of overcome and kind of how your mindset helped you push through? Yeah. Um, I've, I've had so many like challenges, like so many, it's not been easy because you know, it does, it was so much work. Like I think the biggest like hurdle for me was because I, I've never worked worked for anyone before or had a real job like I worked at Texas Day Brazil for like two weeks <laughs> as a host and I was like I'm too tall to like serve people <laughs> like no for real like I was like this is weird like going from an athlete to like working in a restaurant yeah. was like way different but anyways um I had to learn how to like do literally everything like literally everything I didn't because I didn't come from like my family's like not entrepreneurial or anything like that I don't really know that many people that were like entrepreneurs it was really just like every single thing like I would just dedicate like all day and all night to learning like it was always like intrigued by okay how can we ship how can we it's like the process of everything that was the challenge it's like how could because I vintages and like just reselling in general is still so new Mm -hmm. to us like even when I was younger I think I knew of like a Plato's closet but like no one else knew like bringing their clothes somewhere to get money for it so like I didn't know any processes so I was like I had to learn every single thing from scratch and that was really challenging like learning from failing and then like trying it again a different way yeah like initially like I didn't know that you could go to USPS and get like priority mailboxes like free ones to ship the stuff in so like and and like the actual um poly mailers were like so expensive every time I went to the store I was paying them like $30 because each one was like a dollar or something for a box or whatever Mm -hmm. so I was like all right well like I'm gonna like go behind I literally would go behind like the Ralphs and like get free boxes and ship people's stuff in like Ralph stuff (laughs) Ralph's in the supermarket yes like do you guys have any free boxes I swear would they be like yeah go in the back 
Yes. Oh. Yeah, but I didn't know that at USPS <laughs> they give you free ones. Yeah. Literally free ones. For the priority, yeah. But I didn't know that for like a year. But you made it work. You literally yeah. figured out a way. Probably were like, I remember like getting reviews on eBay. It was like, not the best packaging, but the item's in amazing condition. It's like, yeah, because you got your shirt delivering of bananas. <laughs> yeah, like, I just started like, from every, the bottom, now we're here. Like, like literally, <laughs> literally, it's so crazy. Like, I, I, it like, honestly, like just thinking about it, like, just like all the challenges I had, like by myself, like literally no one else like to ask like what to do. And like, let's talk about this. Like when you first started, you literally did every single step yourself. Yeah. Where today you outsource a lot of those things and have employees. That yeah. Do that. But like if push came to shove, if you had to, you know, you know how to do the entire process from acquiring the item mm-hmm. to listing the item, to packing the item, to describing it. And there's more stuff I'm missing <laughs> to get it. And it, it takes just so like much time. Bookkeeping, accounting, like all that stuff. I also learned like another challenge that I really like oh, yeah, had to overcome was like, how long does it actually take someone to do this job? Like, I have to know that because when I'm like budgeting out, like okay, I'm going to put this much money into, I don't know, hiring like someone to manage my online store. A lot of times they're going to be like, oh, like what's your budget or whatever. And I'm like, no, how long is it actually going to take you? Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? So I like had to learn that and it helped me with like money management and things Mm -hmm. like that. And like, where, where is the money going in different areas of the business and stuff like that? Cause I'm like, when I did hire someone to like manage everything for the online store, I already knew how to do it. And I think that's really important for any business. Yeah. Um, especially, yeah, when you're hiring other people, you need to know like what does it actually take somebody to do that job so that you're not, you know, getting screwed, especially early on because you don't have that much extra money to be like, yeah, here, you know what I mean? Yeah, you have like no extra money. It's like, yeah, this first employee is like reinvesting risk. It. Yeah, exactly. So because you don't know if they're gonna do it the way you do it. So you mm-hmm. have to like train them to do mm-hmm. it your way and then be okay with them doing it that way and like having a yeah exactly and making sure they do it correctly and like you can't like there's no room to like throw money out the window so it's like you want to make sure they're doing a good job so I think it's just so important that you know whoever whatever you're like hiring other people that you know how to do that job and especially like you said like Mm -hmm. the training and stuff like that so yeah literally learning every single thing on my own but it helped me so much because I know my business like inside and out. Yeah. And there's still things that I'm learning that I don't know a lot about, but that's like, you know, stuff that I'm working on. Um, but you know, it's just always constant growth. So absolutely. And, you know, can you talk a little bit about like the importance of having really good customer reviews and like why that's such an important part of the business? Because literally like that impacts everything. I'm like amazed just for you talking about like even with eBay, but even with, you know, Mm -hmm. the way you sell things down, I'm sure like the experience a customer has makes a huge difference. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, like don't ship anything in no banana boxes. In what? (laughs) Banana boxes. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, that's super important because like at first, okay, so I never like had seen my customers like because everything was like through like eBay yeah and so when we started doing like the different vintage fashion expos or like Coachella like just different like events like they have like huge vintage fashion expos in Sandy or San Francisco we would go to or I don't know just different places and I started realizing like I, I started being able to connect with the customer more because I didn't realize like 
like I knew I was selling stuff to people and like I saw the review like oh thank you so much like this was for a wedding and so cool but like when you see someone in person try something on and like their face like lights up and they're like this is so cool and like like oh my gosh I'm gonna wear this like on a first date or to prom or something like that it like really showed me like how much it really does impact a customer when they open the package you know yeah because I was like I didn't realize it until I saw people in person trying on things and being so excited about them. So now I read the customer reviews differently. Like at first I was just like, oh, she's happy. But now I'm like, I envision it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's so cool. Like she loves her items. So um, yeah, like customer reviews are super important. So we have really nice packaging and, you know, try to put little thank you stickers on the packaging and stuff like that. Um, and we want it to be like exciting for them, you know? So for the most part, we have really good reviews and it seems like people are happy. I think it's just the item condition has to be matched the description and, you know, just want to make sure that people are happy. And if they're not, like if they reach out to me and say, oh my gosh, like it's too, like too small or something like that, then I'll be like, oh, is there something you want to exchange it for? Because like, we want to keep you as a customer and we want right. you to be happy with what you purchased. So yeah, I think that's super important. No, I love that. I think it's so cool because seeing the reactions in person has got to be the best feeling in the world because you're yeah. like my item is like making somebody feel great yeah and then you're almost like can I just like record you right now like because like you're capturing that yeah. moment I remember like we would always be like oh can we take a picture of you because they were just like like you yeah, know like showing up your item and I was just like that's so cool like yeah well yeah. speaking about like being able to see people's reaction in person let's talk about like the future let's talk about like yeah. where do you see the diamond hanger and this empire going like what is your vision for this company so oh my god you're excited about now that you your pain's a little bit better and yeah. you can yeah oh my gosh so I've been doing a lot of planning and thinking about like what it is exactly that I want to do with mm -hmm. the business moving forward and I kept going back and forth and I'm like so indecisive because you know I just feel like anytime something is like pressured for me or like feels like I have to like like real, like it's like too much effort. Like I feel like it's not natural. Mm. And so I just like kind of take a step back and I'm like, okay, when it's ready to happen, it's gonna happen. The right thing will come along. So I've just been back and forth of like getting a warehouse, being in this location, being in that location, you know? And like, I like literally went to sign a lease and then I was like, this doesn't feel right. So I was like, all right, let me just like back up. So I've just been like waiting for the right place, but I'm trying to open up a store very soon. And I've been looking at places everywhere. I've been downtown, I've been in the Valley, I've looked in Hollywood and like everything just bringing me back to Melrose and somewhere in that area it has to be like either on Melrose or around Melrose, but I'm trying to open up a retail store very soon. But we've been like looking and it's just like, I just have to have the right store. And it has to be like, when I walk in, I'm like, this is the one that I yeah. want. Um, especially cause like, this is like a dream I've had like my whole life. And it's going to be so cool. Like the concept that we have, like the interior designer, like the whole team that I have, that's like putting this like vision together is going to make this like super unique experience. And I just want it to be like, yeah, I just want it to be a really dope experience for people. Cause when I go into like a store, sometimes I get bored and I'm like, oh, like I want like a vibe, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I want it to be like, everything is so cool. Like all the pieces that we have are so cool. And I, I want to put like our best stuff on the floor. Cause we have like over 8,000 items now. So wow, we can't fit like everything on the floor, but I want it to be a vibe. So I don't want to like reveal like too much yeah. details yeah. of like exactly what we're doing, but it's going to be so cool and like such an experience for people. And I just like, that's what I want, you know? So 
I'm looking forward to it. It'll be cool. Well, I'm glad that you you spoke on kind of <clears throat> not wanting to to rush to make a decision because it won't yeah. feel right because the right it will come yeah. and it'll be exactly what you want instead yeah. of forcing something and mm -hmm. being like oh, why did I do why this? did I do this especially signing a contract for like three or five years I'm yeah they're like, long it's not like yeah. a one year thing <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and like we have to build it out and stuff like that and like with the ideas we have I'm like it has to be the perfect space like I'm not just gonna like oh, it's release. Oh, we walk in. Yeah. You know, I just like, it has to be like everything that I want, like in dreamed of. So it's like, you know, I'm picky and like very selective. So I have to like, really, like, really love it. Um, but it's going to happen and it's going to happen soon. Hopefully the right place comes available. If not, then, you know, I'll wait a little bit longer, but definitely this year. Um, yeah, I'm super yeah. excited. No, <laughs> we're excited for you. Can you let our audience know, like, how can they find you? How can they find your business? How can yeah. they be your customers and, and work with you? For sure. Well, I mean, our Instagram is the diamond hanger. Um, and our website is the diamondhanger.com. What else? <laughs> I don't know. I feel free to DM us, um, send us quick messages. We respond pretty fast. Um, yeah. And like happy shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. And when we open the store, I will definitely like, you know, you'll have to let them know. Too. Oh yeah. We will definitely <laughs> let everybody know when the store is there. So we yeah. can have like a big opening and yeah. all of that. But um, before we wrap up, is there any last piece of advice that you'd like to give our audience who is either considering starting their own business or doing something that makes them scared? Like any advice you could give them before we wrap up? Yeah. Don't listen to people that are scared <laughs> or just like in general. Cause like, I'm telling you, it's, there are so many people that were like, don't do it, this, that, and third, but like, they don't, they don't know my vision. So like, I heard, I forgot like who I heard it from, but there was like a quote that was like, someone had said like, you know, oh, it was Steve Harvey. <laughs> he was like, God, they don't understand like what your vision is because like God didn't give them your vision. He mm -hmm. gave you your vision. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, it's powerful. Yeah. And it's like, so when you have a vision in your head, like, you know, I want to do this, or I think this would be really cool. And you go ask somebody, like, oh, what do you think of this? And they're like, oh, like, I don't think you should do it. Or I think you should hold off or, you know, stuff like that. It's like, do your own research. Of course, don't jump into anything. But at the same time, like, just have that in the back of your head. Like, just because someone doubts what you like envision doesn't necessarily mean that they're right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, like you might know more or have something in your head that's like, unique and like they just don't understand it because they don't have the same vision like they weren't given that vision and I think it's cool because like in life we're all like given these like different visions and I think a lot of people just don't go through with them and it's scary because it's like when we go to die you don't want to be like you know in your hospital bed like wondering like what if I or I should have or why didn't I take better care of myself eat healthier um engage in like healthier relationships or surround yourself with like you know, the people that you're around, I think that's so important, you know, and I'm grateful to have you in my life. Cause Aww. I mean, it starts off early. Cause like in college, like, you know, if I was distracted with like all these extra things, then I think that I wouldn't be where I am today. So it's like, even just like the people that cross in your past, like recognizing like the people that, that are like really there for you and want to see you flourish and stuff like that. And like, you're definitely one of those people. Cause it's like, if it wasn't for her, I could have been, you know, all distracted and not focused and I could be in a completely different place. So, you know, you've made a huge impact on my life in that way too. 
<laughs> so yeah, just like the people that you surround yourself with and your vision. Yeah. yeah. No, that's really that's really amazing advice for the audience. Um, that was really powerful. Thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your story, Thank your you vision, giving us some insights into the, you know, the behind the scenes. Because guys, she is very private. She does not talk about things with anybody so we're very special but thank you so much thank you i love you i love you too it was awesome i hope y'all enjoyed it bye